Welcome back to the Sipping with Sin podcast, a podcast about stuff and things pertaining to gaming, content creation, horror, comics, music, pop culture, and more. Grab your favorite beverage and take a sip with us. After the week I've had, that was delicious. And you know what? I'm taking a second sip. <sighs> yep. <laughs> Welcome back to Sipping What's in the Podcast, where we talk about stuff and things and things and stuff that are very important to everybody. Um, it's been a week, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you've had a good week. My week has been essentially the equivalent of getting kicked directly in the nards. Repeatedly. That's been my week. But no one cares about that. What we care about is cool shit that we are going to talk about on this podcast, and that's what we're about to do today. So let's welcome back our esteemed co-host, the one and only Christian. Hello, hello. How is everyone doing this week? Um, I have to say that my week was not nearly as bad as yours. Uh, a little stressful for sure, but not nearly as bad as yours. So I apologize you had such a such a shit week. So between little man deciding he's in like a sleep progression, and he's like, you know, forget my parents' sleep, and my internet just essentially being like, flipping me off stone cold steve austin style that that's been my week i have not been able to to go live and stream that's been fun as you're so linked yeah, on that's, that's, that's especially because that's like what you do yeah you that's know? how i pay the bills so that's been that's been fun but we have a fun episode today hopefully potentially um yeah, definitely, i can't wait definitely. to talk about it so we're gonna get right into it uh first and foremost though the viewers want to know christian mm-hmm. why are you ducking me what do you mean? Why are you ducking me on Mortal Kombat? Have me download Mortal oh, Kombat, <clears throat> catch these hands, and then now all of a sudden people are not available because they don't want to catch these hands. So funny story. I'll I'll go into that when I talk about what I've been, you know, watching, reading, mm-hmm. playing uh, this week. I'll, I'll go into you it. scared. <laughs> yeah, see, but uh, but I'll, I'll let you I'll let you tell us what you've been YouTube, doing. That's the face of a man scared. He's trembling in his dreads currently. Nah, like I I actually welcome the challenge. Like there are there are some fighting games where it's like, man, I don't know if I want to do this because I'm not good. But like uh, any, anything made by Nether Realm, like bring it. I'm I'm in. I'm down. Uh, Street Fighter mostly. I'm down. And then when we start getting into more of the Tekkens. Uh, and Smash Brothers, it's like, oh, it's been a while. But like Nether Realm, like I'm in. You know, give me Injustice Three. I, I'll forever be uh, a loud voice for that. Yeah, I'm, I'm one of those, one of those people. But anyway, so so I guess for this week, you haven't really been doing much of anything, so you don't have uh, much to tell us with that. We essentially, I've played a little Last of Us here and there. Um, I've watched The Boy. Uh, I played Fortnite off stream. Shout out to H and to Elf House Party if they're listening. Uh, ran some games with them. Uh, the new season of Fortnite's been fun. We've just been essentially screwing off for the most part. Like, it ain't even really been like sweaty or serious. It's literally like complete screw off. And we're still getting wins. Uh, but it's been, it's been a pretty fun season. Pretty crazy. Um, other than that, I've watched a couple WrestleManias like in pieces with the boy and just in passing. Um, and then I've played a little Mortal Kombat. I've been since I had it downloaded. I figured I'd you know try a little bit and try to remember it. And thinking about going through the story again because I never played it on PlayStation, so might as well. And uh, yeah, nice. Other than that, and you have the PS5 upgrade, correct? 
Yeah, I'm playing the PS5 version. Okay. Straight with not a damn thing on it. No characters. They're all grayed out, but it's okay. Whatever. I got my little rotation of characters I'm trying to remember. Well, uh, on that note, I guess I'll go into what I've been doing this week. Uh, I've had... I've had a busy week, guys. I've had I've had a busy week. Um, some a lot of things going on in general. Uh, I've been trying to do a lot more artwork and stuff. Uh, really, I've been sketching the same damn character over and over again, trying to get it right. And for all those artists out there listening to this or graphic designers, you know exactly what I mean. You know, you do a, a, a ton of thumbnails, you do a ton of roughs, and nothing feels right. And uh, <laughs> there there is no uh, epiphany here. There, I'm still figuring it out. So. That's been going on. Uh, as far as what I've been watching, I, I did watch a couple of movies this week. Uh, yesterday, as of the time of this recording, I watched uh, an older movie called Life, and uh, it's streaming on Netflix right now. And that's the one that has Martin Lawrence and uh, Eddie Murphy. They're the two main characters, Claude and Ray. And um, the movie essentially takes place in 1932. So obviously we're dealing with prohibition and hardcore <laughs> racism and um these two characters meet um the one martin lawrence character claude is trying to pay off a lone shark so he doesn't get his legs broken and ray which is eddie murphy is you know a pickpocket and a, and a and a bootlegger so they end up meeting up and they they have to uh to join forces to pay off some guy named spanky Spanky Johnson and um, they get into some Spanky some Johnson. Shit. Spanky Johnson, yeah, that's a name. That's a name right there. Um, but anyway, they get into some stuff and they end up going to prison for a murder they didn't commit for life. And the movie revolves around their life in prison and and their 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 blooming friendship and and how that resolves itself. And it's a pretty good movie. It's smooth hour and a half, like hour and it's like an hour and 33 minutes or something like that. It's real, real quick. And I watched that last night. It's been a while. I've seen it before. I saw it in theaters actually when it came out when I was a wee lad and uh, it's been a long time. And uh, I decided to give it a, give it a go last night because I was waiting on my PlayStation, uh, which will lead us into the next thing. Uh, I have been playing a little bit this weekend or this week, excuse me. Um, I wanted to play the RE4 remake. Uh, but I ended up having to watch somebody else play it on freaking YouTube because my PlayStation decided it needed to update. And it did. And then the next day, it decided it needed to update again, which I denied because I was trying to download Mortal Kombat so that we could play Sin. And then last night, uh, same thing. I went to re-download the game because, of course, it didn't work. And uh, my PlayStation was like, hey, if you don't let me update myself right now, you can't do anything. And I was like, sure. And then my controller needed to update too. So it's, it's so much stuff going on with this PlayStation. So I just wasn't able to, to play anything. And I tried anyway. I tried anyway to play a game while this was going on. And uh, I decided to play Dead Space. And this is the story slash rant for me. So you guys wanted a rant for me this week. Here it is. It's right here. I went to play Dead Space, the remake. I'm on the last level of the game. <clears throat> and... Oh, the game lets you know that you're going into the last bit of the game. So it's like, hey, at this point on, you can't do any more of the side missions. Are you sure you want to continue? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know what? Sure, let's do it. I know that there's a store right before where I am. So I want you guys to understand. I don't know how you guys play Dead Space, 
But the way that I've been playing Dead Space is I use two weapons primarily, and I put all of my other weapons in storage because the game will constantly give you ammo for guns that you're not using if they're in your inventory. So I, uh, I only have my Plasma Cutter and the Ripper. Those are the two guns that I use pretty much all the time. Plasma Cutter, obviously, it's you know bam, 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 really easy to use. It's like a handgun in the game. You use it all the time, sure. It's really nice to use. The Ripper, however, if I'm ever in a situation where there is more than one enemy coming at me at the same time, the same speed, then I use the Ripper. Take the Ripper out, let the saw blade go, and it just cuts off everybody's legs or arms or heads or whatever, and they're done. And then the, the shit pops out of them, their ammo, health, whatever pops out, and you move on. So that's, that's how I roll in the game. And I get to the last level. I have those two guns, and I have one clip of ammo for the plasma cutter. One clip. And like I said, there's a store and a bench right before you go to the last boss of the game. So I go to the the store and the bench and I, I get ammo for the guns I'm going to use. And I already know what the boss is because I've played the game before. So I was like, I don't need anything ridiculous. I only need the plasma cutter. I only need the ripper to do this, to, to successfully beat the game. So that's what I do. They're upgraded as far as they can go with the nodes that I have. I have ammo locked and loaded. I got health. I'm ready to go. I don't really need a lot of stasis because, you know, the last boss doesn't really have anything that you can slow down, unfortunately. So I'm ready to go. I go into the last level. You got to shoot the little diddly bobs on him or whatever. You, you know, you get the cuts in. You got to do that. Then he brings out some necromorphs. You got to you got to cut down. So I get the ripper out, mow him down. Then he comes back and starts shooting acid at you. And you got to dodge the acid. So I'm doing that. Then you got to uh, do another thing where you shoot him in the belly and then he Again, you got to dodge ass. I'm doing all the stuff, all the cutscenes. I get to the last portion of this boss fight when you got to shoot him that one last time before you get the cutscene for the end of the game. And guess what? The goddamn game freezes. And and I even recorded it. I haven't shown you yet, Sam. But I even recorded it. It froze in such a way to where the 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 big thing that you are fighting. I keep wanting to say Leviathan, but it's not Leviathan. The big thing that you're that you're fighting. It's just in the background, just moving like the, the the tentacles are moving, but the body is still. So it's just like like tentacles moving, body still. For all of you who, who can't see me on YouTube, just just imagine a giant gelatinous thing that doesn't move, but the tentacles move. And I can't do anything. I have no ammo. I have I have nothing left. I only have like ripper blades left and I'm just shooting them at nothing because he's too far away for me to get because obviously the cutscene is supposed to start where he moves in and then you know the cutscene happens soon you play it you beat it you know you know how it goes I don't want to ruin it for people who haven't played it. But it just didn't happen. And I was so pissed off. I, I sat there for about for about 10 minutes realistically and just almost cried because it wouldn't it wouldn't do anything. And I was so pissed off that this happened to me that uh, I decided that I'm done with the game. I'm just done. I don't want to play anymore. Uh, in my in my brain, in my soul, I've beaten the game. I'm done. I'm ready for the Resident Evil 4 remake to come out in a couple weeks, and I'm just going to play that, and, and that's going to be my game. And I apologize for everyone. I just got a notification on my phone that a wrestler passed away. I don't know which wrestler it is because I didn't want to read the entire article while I'm talking to you right now on the podcast. But yeah, that's some news I'm going to have to look at here in a minute. And I'm afraid. First off, so, uh, I have to bring up, why in the hell are you going to bring a damn slingshot 
and two sticks to a boss fight. What the hell is in your inventory? So, I got everything I need is in the inventory, but like I don't what? use what do them, so I take them out. You only need the plasma color in the river. No, what, what did you, you put use? in all the empty spaces? Like, what do you think is going to happen? It's going to drop like some doubloons for you or something? Like, what? No, no, no. So, so, so if you don't, if you don't use, if you only, so whatever's in your immediate inventory, that's the only guns that you'll get ammo for. So instead of me getting ammo for like the flamethrower that I'm not using, well, don't use or it. the 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 force gun that I'm not using, I just put them up in storage, so I, I don't get ammo for them anymore. And that's how I you still keep get from ammo getting for, a bunch. I haven't. I, I I've gotten there was guns gotten, I didn't even like fuck with at all, and it would drop, and I'm like, well, I don't need this shit. So I would immediately when I would pick it up, I just go throw it in storage every now and then. I didn't get as much, but I would get that. Never happened to me. That never happened to me. I would have to go and get the the weapon out of storage, put it in my inventory, and then I would get ammo because I, I had the flamethrower uh, in my. It wasn't the line gun. It was uh one of the weird ones that I literally never ever used. It's like a Here, force check this one. Out. What's the? I don't know if you can the, see this. Not the line gun. But what's the other like force one that you get later? The the is it called force gun or something? Uh, it, it is a force gun, yeah. Force yeah, gun I and line gun. Those it, so that bitch went in my inventory, in my storage, and every now and then huh. I would get an ammo for it just randomly. I'd be like, uh, okay, well, I'm not using this, so I'll just throw it in there. But it wouldn't be like as much as like the plasma cutter or the pulse or the ripper. Ripper was probably my favorite. I used it the most. You but see this? You I don't know if you question. can see that What's on my phone. What's in your inventory? It's going to pop up here in just a second. This is me. That, that's the creature. The tentacles move, but the creature doesn't move at all, right? And that's that's me just shooting it for no reason. Like there, nothing happens. It just it literally was frozen there. I went and beat the shit out of these little tentacles and everything. Nothing happened. And this is just me showing ran off the the, the, the the. I tried. It wouldn't let me. I swear to God, I tried. I I promise you. I, I'm I'm about to try in this video right after I start punching this thing because I'm pissed. And you can't hear me on the video, but I'm just cussing right now. I'm just every word I can think of. Here's my inventory right here. Why just is there ammo. Nothing just, in your inventory. Why couldn't you have another gun? I used it all killing the thing. Why didn't you take That's what I'm gun? saying. I had like three guns. What, what other gun? What, I, what do I need? I have. I used the health already because I needed it. I you know, if you would have beat him faster, it might not have bugged out. But no, you want to take your sweet bro, time throwing slingshots. Now, here's the thing this is my second. So this. Like, just saw on my phone i know listeners didn't see it but i pulled up my phone and showed him the video of the glitch so it was in bro, that it's video like the game bugged out and the boss just wouldn't die it's like it got hung up or something there's yeah, no weird there, that was I the second, a couple weird bugs not at the end boss but i did run into like a few here and there one of mine was uh the save yeah that was the second bug? time i haven't had the save bug thank so god like, I would but that save? was the second time that i that i played him because the first time I had uh, my li not my line gun the force gun I had the force gun in my inventory because I was like this might help and I had the uh, what's the machine gun thing pulse, called I forget pulse the pulse pulse rifle yeah I use it so I had the pulse like rifle certain things yeah I had the pulse rifle and I had the, uh, the 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 force gun in my inventory and I died and I was like I didn't even need these here's the the reason why I didn't use them for the main boss is because. The pulse rifle is a machine gun, right? And I didn't need that because it's not accurate for me. Burst fire. And I don't want to just waste Suppress. ammo. So I was like, this is pointless. Suppress. Don't just spray. 
No, I wasn't. Like, I'm trying to, like, aim. Sorry, I'm, I'm like, pointing at the screen like yeah, you guys see me. But I'm aiming with this thing. But because I use the line gun so much, it's leveled up to the point to where as long as I hit something, like, twice, it's dead. So my pulse rifle has suffered because I haven't been upgrading it with the Why node so the much. I did use the line gun after the fact. The problem with the line gun is the line in the, for me, and I can only speak for myself, in the, the process of the line gun, the only use that I got out of it is after you've done the first two parts of the boss battle, when you, you fight him and you shoot the things on its head, and then you got to fight the necromorphs that he summons. And then he, he does this thing where he like opens up his, his chest or his belly and there's these orbs in there you got to shoot. That's the only time the line gun was or force gun was useful for me on that part because I could shoot that real quick and hit one and then he would be hurt and then do it again, be hurt. So I would do it that way. But if I shot him with my pulse right, um, yeah, my uh, plasma cutter, two shots and, and it was the same thing. So I was like, well, I have more control with the pul with the uh, plasma rifle. So I'm just going to use that instead. So that's why I only had those two guns in my inventory at the last boss. And that's all you need. So I was doing that. And the game froze right before the fucking creature is dead. And you Let's get go the ahead and kill him again. I, dude, I don't want to go through that anymore. Because that's hard. what I'm saying. For me, it is. It's For me, it was really difficult because the parts that, that, that really messed me up is uh, I don't have a lot of health right in this game. Um, I bought as much as I could at the store right before the, the level starts or whatever, but I don't have that much health in general. And he does drop health. However, you don't. the game is randomized when it drops stuff. So sometimes he'll drop the large health packets. Sometimes he'll drop the small ones. And... I just get so lucky in this game to where he only drops the small ones. Yeah, and the small moving, ones so really don't kill so you, don't you for a goddamn thing. Don't get hit. Yeah, sure. I, I mean, wish I that I could I say that. I was moving back and forth, and he couldn't hit me. Like, I really did I was moving take back and forth. I was moving back and forth, and the little pods that he shoots out at you that blow up, nothing. But what would, what would really mess me up, dude, is when he was doing the little acid wall, and you had to, like, run back and forth so yeah. you didn't get hit with the acid. That's the part that was messing me up. And that's, like I said, that part is right before the the very end. Just redo it. So if you die just right redo. there, it doesn't save it. You have to do it all over again. Just redo it. So, yeah, I just, I don't know, man. I, I think I'm done. I just think I'm done. It. I'm just, just not going to have those trophies. Just redo it. Just give in. It broke me, dude. It broke me. It was like fighting the... Uh, the, I don't even remember their names anymore, but the things from God of War that you have to you have to go to their Berserker. grave and then fight them. What was it? Berserker? Yeah, it was like fighting a Berserker. I was just like, I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm done. I think I'm done. <sighs> so that's, that's anyway. why you've been ducking me in Mortal Kombat, right? No, that that's just why I'm playing while the game's downloading. So, so anyway, all of that to say, that's just what I've been playing... I did watch something else that I wanted to talk about real quick before we got into our main thing. And uh, I'm going to go into that as quickly and smoothly as I can. Um, do it without spoilers because I don't think people have seen it. But I did watch Scream 6 uh, when it dropped. And uh, I, I, I liked it. I really did. I liked it. Um, my initial review for this, and I think I gave it on TikTok, was an 8. Um, after further evaluation, I give it a seven. I'm firm with that seven. I don't think I'm going to go any higher, any lower than a seven. Um, I really enjoyed this. Ghostface was uh, the this was the scariest and most dangerous Ghostface we've ever gotten 
in any of the sequels, and I will die on that hill. And once you are able to see the movie Wait, you yourself, said sequels. you what about any in any of the movies? Is he scary in the original? The reason, so the reason why I said sequels is because, in my mind, for Scream, you don't get better than the original, and I'm not going to compare it to the original. Like any of them, though, truthfully, like any of the franchises, yeah. usually the first is the the best and the strongest. I mean, usually, but but not always. Like, think about Friday the Thirteenth. Is the first Friday the Thirteenth your favorite? Probably not. Maybe. Is it your favorite? It's between. I really like the first, so it's probably between the first and the third. It, so I will Maybe. say the first Friday the 13th, though it's good, I, I do like it. It is not my favorite. I just like um, the, the twist. I really – I like the twist. Yeah, the, and the yeah, fact that's that what I'm no talking, one ever gets it right, unless you're an actual horror fan, you could ask, I would say what, probably 10 people on the street, how many people are going to tell you the correct answer for who the killer in Friday the 13th part one is? Everyone's if they've seen the, the original Scream, they'll tell you. <laughs> if they've seen if they've seen the original Scream, they'll tell you because they're a fan of that. But, but, but that, that's what I'm getting. Remember, at, like the average person, most of them are gonna be like, "Oh, that's Jason," without thinking. Like it's just gonna be like an auto response. And I love mm-hmm. that. I don't know. Sure, sure, sure. But then again, people in general like don't really think too much, right? Because a lot of people well, confuse sure. Jason with Michael Myers. People yes, are like, "Oh, I love Halloween movies." That drives me nuts. And they'll be like, Halloween doesn't is Jason. Isn't... I'm like, oh, don't you dare <laughs> disrespect him. It, doesn't it just grind your fucking gears, bro? Like, yes. I get it. I, I get it. Same Weird for me. horror uh, nerd things that just will set you off for no reason. I'll tell you one thing I hate. I hate when you're talking about a horror movie and then people start humming the wrong horror theme for the movie. <laughs> that pisses me off, dude. That pisses me off so bad. I just just hum Halloween to everything. Have you seen The Exorcist? <laughs> that that shit makes me. I lose my mind when it happens. Like, mm, actually, no. Like, that's when I turn full nerd. Mm, actually, no. Fix your glasses correct. and everything, like, dude. I can't. I can't help it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you that are watching or listening and not watching, I just I just adjusted my glasses and, <laughs> and stuck my tongue out <laughs> like a little kid. But um, but seriously though, it, it was it, it's infuriating. I was hanging out with some people not too long ago, and they were ta- we were all talking about Friday the Thirteenth, and they all started humming the theme song for Halloween, and I was so pissed off, dude. I was so mad. You gotta be kidding me! This is come Speaking on. Speaking of horror movies, like, seriously, the time of recording this St. Patty's Day tomorrow, I need to watch Leprechaun. Yeah, seriously, I don't even know where Leprechaun is. Like, what streaming service at this point? But I need to find it. We should actually Google that right now. I don't, it, I, it's got to be on one of them. As long as it's not the the most recent Leprechaun, because that movie, that movie was trash. Boo boo shoes. I want to watch the original Absolutely. Jennifer Aniston, which, what is that, ni- early 90s? When did that come oh, no, out? You can, watch it, on, you can watch it on Peacock. If you oh, it's on Peacock? Peacock? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Peacock, that's where we've been watching Peacock. WrestleMania stuffs, me and the boy. Yeah, I've been watching, well, not recently, but I was watching old yeah, wrestling stuff from like the 90s. I like going back and watching the old ones. One thing that was cool, uh, I was watching the other day, and it was uh, Undertaker come out. 
and my son like stopped in his tracks and anybody has a toddler, you know, that's rare for them to stop. Like what they're doing in the shenanigans are causing to be like focused on something. He stopped. And I guess the lights of like undertaker and the gong and all that stuff, he starts going, and I was like, okay, we can appreciate this. Good job. Way to, way to respect him. Nice. That's really cool. I don't know who passed away now. You've, you've got my attention. Yeah, I, I I was gonna try to look that up, but I didn't wanna I didn't wanna ruin uh what we were doing. So now I'm gonna see if it'll actually tell me or if it's gonna make me read the whole article. So while you're looking that uh, up, a couple see. things I wanted to talk about. One, Diablo four uh closed beta is this weekend. I am beyond excited for Diablo four. I love Diablo games, really enjoy them. Four looks really, really good. It is cross progression, cross play, which is awesome. I can't wait. You can do couch co op, and you can say you're doing couch co op with your significant other, and your PC friend wants to join, and you're on like PS5 or something. Well, they can. And then your Xbox friend's like, hey, I want to join. Well, they can. It's super cool. Super stoked for it. Um, I think you have to pre order or get lucky enough to get a code to play this weekend. Next weekend, time of recording this is the open beta, and I think all the characters that on launch will, you'll be able to play. There's also some stuff if you get like level 20 or so much time in it, you get with the launch, which is pretty cool. Um, Christian, are you going to play Diablo? Do you like those? I do like Diablo, and I want to play it. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be able to play the beta. Um, you can play but the I, open I, one I, I do actually. Nice. I do really like Diablo, though. Like, it, Here's the problem that I have with Diablo, and it's a good problem, but it's also a bad problem. The problem I have with Diablo is I get so into it that I play it and I start neglecting other things that I need to do. So that's not really where I want to be right now because I have so much to do. You got, um, so, you got time to get stuff done. It doesn't come out till June. Get stuff done, then you. Yeah, can. well, June is June is June is my little one's birthday. Like his birthday's in June, so and I'll be Street doing Fighter so comes much out in June. Like they're days apart, I mm. think. Street Fighter, Diablo. Yeah. Wow. It's rough. Wow. That's that's not good for me, like at all. The actually. the miss is excited for Diablo, so with it being co op, we'll probably be running it because it'll be easy. I didn't for realize us to that she played uh, Diablo. I didn't know that she liked dungeon crawl. Oh yeah, like she actually she used to not. So, um, I played Diablo one way back, and then I wasn't able to play two until recently, and then I played three. Um. A buddy of mine actually was like, here's my Battle.net account. Go just make a character on there. Play it. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. So I played. uh, And then I got my own account and stuff later. But we uh, got it on Xbox. And I kind of convinced her. We were like living together and stuff. And I was like, hey, can uh, let's play Diablo. And she's like, I don't like those kind of games. And I was like, you like World of Warcraft. You like loot. You like doing this stuff. It's right up your alley. And she was like, and I was like, literally we can co-op it like couch co-op. We can sit here and play together and like hang out. Or maybe we were just dating. Maybe we weren't living together. I can't remember. Anyways, she um, she was like, all right, I'll try it. She got hooked so fast. She was like, ooh, let it me get this for my character. Ooh, let me do this. Let's run this. And, like, she was all into it. So she's super stoked to play the new one. Here's the thing, man. Games used to come out on Tuesdays, but now they've been dropping on Fridays, and it's really messing me up because – you got so tomorrow, like you said already, is St. Patty's Day, right? But literally a week from tomorrow, at the time it's recording anyway, uh, you have uh, RE4 remake come out, yep. and we just had 
uh, I don't know if you're if you still play the WWE 2K games, but 2K 2023 just came out tomorrow. Full release tomorrow, right? Yeah, the full full actually no, wasn't yeah, the full release. It, you had to pre-order, release. I think, to get. It was a few day early play thing, probably for like a deluxe edition or something. It was one of those. Okay, I think I could be wrong. I didn't. Re- I didn't realize that because I could. I had it on my calendar that it came out on the 14th. 2K. Uh, maybe I'm wrong though. Release. I'm trying to see when it releases. I thought it was an yeah. early thing. No, it says initial release the 14th. Wait, I thought it there, was... Yeah. No, the official release date is the 17th. Those that pre-ordered Deluxe or Icon editions will get to play it three days early on the 14th. There you go. Got you. I got thought you. it was one of those. Usually so I've been 2K watching... and them do that. If you get like the more expensive, they'll give you a couple days to... Are you going to get that, by the way? Are you going to get into that? I don't know. I mean, I didn't get to work this past week. True. So you have there's this there's two K twenty three that's out. You Christian, when you can't get on the internet to panhandle, man, I've, you got uh, that that's out. So so Resident Evil comes out next week. Yep. There was something. I don't think there was anything else coming out that I was going to get because I think Forza Horizon Five comes out. That's uh, already been out. The 29th. It? Yeah, but it, I think it's like DLC stuff. So that you might be what I'm thinking. You have an Xbox. What are you worried about Forza for? I wanted to see it. I wanted to see what it was. Oh so I was going to look it it's up. It's on Xbox. You can't um, play it. Hey, man, I can still look, bro. Man, it's like look. going to a strip club over here. You're just trying to look. So you had <laughs> uh, <laughs> next month. <laughs> you got him all distracted Next month, now. there was some stuff coming out, too. Um, what was it? Something for the Switch was coming out next month that I wanted to look into. Uh, May, Advance Wars 1 and 2. May is... Uh... Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. May's We're Zelda. skipping because because next month it in is. April we get I think it is, but in April we get uh Star Wars Jedi Survivor is is dropping. And I do really want to play that, but I didn't beat the first one, so I gotta go back and beat the first one. But also Dead Island 2 comes out next month. And I love Dead Island, the first one. Like I know that it had a lot of bugs and stuff, but that was a guilty pleasure game for me. Like I love that game. That game uh, just broke my heart. <laughs> Explain. It broke my heart where I sat in a corner with a bottle of whiskey, just sad, just staring out a window. Because it had, at the time, one of the sickest trailers I've ever seen for a game. I was so incredibly pumped for that game. Yeah. And I was like, this game's about to be so badass. And then I played it, and I was like, well, there's that. I don't know. It just it didn't grab yeah. me. I had so I was in college when that dropped, and there there was this there was this one girl that lived pretty close to me that was also a gamer, and we used to play Dead Island all the time. That that was like literally it was we got a project for school, give me two hours to work on this project, and then I'll hop on Xbox Live. And then she'd be like, actually need an extra 30 minutes because she was like really detail oriented with her art. So she always needed more time than me because I was rushed through the shit like a dumbass. And we, we would play that game for the rest of the night. Like one day we, we hopped on at like 10, 10 p.m. And when we got off the game, it was like 2.30 in the morning. And I was like, we both have class tomorrow. I'm going to go ahead and hop off here. But like we would just lose time playing that game. It was ridiculous. Um but so so I definitely want to get that and and Is then it um I mean it's yeah, fucking better three be. player. <laughs> Up to three players can play oh, together, yeah. dropping in and out of host games at any time. 
listen, what, listen, what Google listen, says. Sin. I don't know. Listen, sin, sin, sin. What? If you get, if you get Dead Island Two, we are playing it. Like, there's no questioning. We are playing. Like it. If playing you get Mortal it, we're Kombat, and you've been ducking me. I'm not, nobody's ducking you, dude. My PlayStation's just doing its own thing right See, now. This man has more um, excuses. Nathan's gonna tell me he can't sign into his PlayStation. If that happens, dude, I will cry. I'm not even lying to you. I will cry if that happens. Don't even put that evil out there because I get locked out of accounts so frequently. It doesn't make any sense. You I don't even write your passwords down or save them ever. Uh, yeah. Now I sure? do. Now I do. Yeah. I literally. So do you put them? I'll in tell a you that story later. Forget where you buried them or something. Probably. Oh, uh, <laughs> we were supposed to get Suicide Squad, but that got moved. Of course it did. Oh, Starfield and got also, moved I'm not... to September. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, then in June, like out. you said, I I... we get Street Fighter and Diablo, like you said, in June. Then you get Final Fantasy coming out oh, in June uh, as well. Did you see the announcement today? Or Texas Chainsaw Massacre, technical test, May 25th, release date, August mm-hmm. 18th. I'm going to get that for my birthday because that's like right after my birthday. Yeah. So, so I'll, that I'll was really, that. I wrote that down Specifically for this, I saw the announcement. Um, and then you said Final Fantasy nothing really comes too, out. Right? What's that? Final Fantasy is also in June, isn't it? Yeah, that's what I just said. God, June's gonna suck. That's too many games. Yeah, dude. You, that, so in August we have, like you just said, Texas Chainsaw, but there's there's not really anything else. Sea of Stars, but I don't actually know what that is. Uh, no, just, Baldur's Gate see. three comes out but if i'm playing diablo i'm not going to be playing Baldur's gate because i can't i don't have time for both after that it's it's kind of a lull like october nothing that i'm looking for september nothing that i'm looking for november same and this december here's the problem december has a lot of stuff coming out but none of it's confirmed right so if i were listening to this and it was confirmed you got alan wake 2 coming out aliens dark descent's dropping um arc 2 but i can't play that because i don't have a xbox um there was something there was like two other games coming out in december arc uh, 2 we are family edition <laughs> um i think that was it there's some other stuff coming out but none of it is like interesting to me as a gamer in general and then i also don't game on pc so like i can't play a lot of this stuff that's probably not actually dropping anyway there's a new ghost but no that's not never mind that's nothing uh there's no yeah that's it dude because everything else is like vr stuff and don't forget and, like, i don't really mess around in there supposedly yeah that will be a fall release oh, man, it what? has to be i'm gonna say like october yeah definitely october for mortal kombat absolutely october or because later. what'll happen is street fight well when's Tech, oh there's a RoboCop if you're interested in that. Rogue City is supposed to be dropping. When uh when's Tekken? Do we know? No release date. No release date for Tekken and also uh, Silent Hill. There's a new Silent Hill supposed to be coming oh, yeah, out. I'll too. play Silent Hill for sure. Yeah, man. Texas Chainsaw, like we already said, but that got a, a or that got moved. This this list must be old Texas because it didn't says have a release Wolf Among until Us today. Because there's been, like, speculation, and I, I actually follow, and, like, I've talked to several of the people in the studio, and it's funny, like, they'll troll. People will be like, Texas Chainsaw comes out, and they'll say a date, and then, like, director of the the studio will be like, oh, that's the date? I didn't know that. Like, thanks for sharing with me when we're releasing our game. 
Like they'll troll yeah, the shit seriously. out of people, and I love it. Gun Media and them—they're um, they're awesome people. I've worked with them before. They're a really cool studio. Did you play or get to watch any gameplay footage for the Resident Evil Four remake? No, I've heard uh, people had it. I wasn't even aware it was out until later on. Then everybody was like, "Oh, did you play it?" And I was like, "No, I didn't even." There's a couple of changes. Um, obviously, there's better be a good remake, or I'm gonna be sad. The things the things that change that I can speak on that I that I absolutely saw that were changed. You remember in Resident Evil Four, the beginning of the game, there's a dog that you. Uh, that you can save from a bear trap and then it helps you later on in the game. Yeah, that that dog's fucking dead. You can't save it. Like it, you you see the dog is dead as shit. It's been dead for a while. So that really sucks, especially for people who like me who like dogs. That that part's out. Uh, another thing that's changed is if you time it correctly when people throw stuff at you or when, you know, they're they're shooting arrows or whatever, if you time it right, you can you can deflect them with your knife in this game. So that's really cool. Um some you could do apparently you could do some of that in the old RE4. I never did it, so I didn't know that it was available. But it, I straight up saw it in this game. Like uh, one of the people throws a hatchet at you, and you can just bloop, just deflect it immediately. So that's really cool. It saves you from getting hit. Saves you from using ammo. Your knife is is used way more in this game, which is great. Uh, they are. I will say, they only showed us the part at the beginning when you're in the village, right? Yeah. Dog. The the Ganados is what they were called in the original, so I'm just gonna call them Ganados again. The Ganados, dude, they are vicious in this game. The female like Ganados in this game, they have the pitchforks and shit. They just run you through, like straight up, run you through, and like it, it's crazy. The chainsaw guy with the bag head that looks like Jason from Part Two, and then you get the chainsaw and shit. Like he is insane in this game, like insane. Uh, so that that's another thing. The story has changed up a little bit. Hannigan, the or Heinigan, is it Heinigan or Hannigan? I don't remember. The you're you're like liaison that you talk to for your missions and stuff. She isn't just a picture on a screen whose mouth moves. Like they actually show her animated in her like little command center base and shit. And they changed her up a little bit what she looks like. So I really appreciate that. Um, and that's really cool to see. But other than that, dude, this game looks like it's gonna be uh, way more intense and a little harder than the original RE4. And like RE4 now is like not hard at all because we played it so many times. But when that game dropped, dude, that was one of the first games I played where I was walking around and could just step in a bear trap. You know what I'm saying? And 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 other things that would happen, like people, the way people or or the the zombies in that game, the Ganados and stuff, the way that the Lost Plagas, the way they would sneak up on you in that game, they would usually say a thing, but it would always creep me out. The music was creepy. You had that regenerating zombie in the game. You had those bug creatures in the game. Like I'm not looking, I'm looking for, but also not looking forward to fighting all of these different reimagined creatures again from the game. But all that to say. The game looks amazing. It looks like they've amped up the scariness for this game. It's action heavy for sure, but they kept the the the, the creepy factor to the game for sure. They've updated obviously what the characters look like and how they move, how they act. So, I'm so excited to play this game next week. I'm so excited. Like, I might even go down to Demon Stop later today and pre-order it so I don't have to worry about it later, but I'm I'm so excited and uh dude, I can't I can't fucking wait. I I'm, I'm praying that my PlayStation is just like ready to go when that comes out because I want to be able to install it and then just jump right into it. But with that said, man, 
that's all I've got for this week, news included. So I'm ready to jump into our main story if you got nothing else. Uh, I'm ready to go. I was going to ask what your favorite Resident Evil is, but I think I'm going to save that because I know that will take us down a rabbit hole even farther. <laughs> so we probably need to get to um, The Last of Us, our main stuff. Yeah, I have less notes this week um, for Last of Us for two reasons. One, this episode was the shortest episode of the season, so there's less to talk about. And two, uh, we always run over time when we're talking about Last of Us, so I wanted to try to wasn't there another 45-minute so episode, though? Yeah, no, this was the shortest one, though. There, this was 40... I don't remember. I don't have it in front of me, so I don't want to lie to you. Um, but it, it was definitely 40-ish minutes, and it was, I looked at it after I finished the episode. It is confirmed the shortest episode of the season. Okay. All right. Um, I'm going to say this before you get going. I'm not going to, like, I've got some notes wrote down, uh, but I'm going to wait. A little bit, um, because I've been thinking on a lot of stuff. But I'm gonna say my Sundays are gonna be so lacking now. Like I'm kind of yeah. having like the post blues. I don't have football and NFL on Sunday, and now I don't have The Last of Us. Like I don't have anything. I feel like I'm just lost on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a sports fan at all, but I'm definitely lacking on watching things on Sunday, so that's that's out for me. Um, but I do have the time now to catch up on Mandalorian and start watching that, so there's something. Yeah, well, yeah. All right, I'm just going to let you go in. I have notes. Um, my notes are kind of all over the place because they were just, as I was getting the thoughts, I was just throwing them down. Um, mm -hmm. So... Yeah, some of it is okay. Before you go in, I will say this because it's just stats. Uh, let me actually get both of them. So, the stats for the Last of Us following the um, the finale. So it's weekly premiere viewership. Episode one four point seven million. Episode two five point seven million. Episode three six point four million. Episode four seven point five million. Episode five early premiere. Because it was a Friday to Sunday. They started that one early. I'm trying to remember. Sunday was like the Super Bowl or something. I Super think. Bowl. Yeah. It was Super Bowl, yeah. Uh, it was 11.6 million, so it's largest. Episode 6, 7.8. Episode 7 dropped a little to 7.7. .7. It's only like real drop minus episode 5, but I think the numbers are obviously skewed because of the early premiere. Uh, episode 8, 8.1 million. Episode 2, 8.2 million. So the show consistently, for the most part, grew every week. And I actually had some people tell me that the show's just getting better and better as it goes along. I've seen a few people say they like the start more than the end, like kind of the first few episodes. Um, but I thought that was interesting. One other thing, one other stat to compare. They compared it to House of the Dragon as far as viewership because House of the Dragon, I think, set a record, right? It had like, it did something really well for, I can't remember the stuff. But it's average viewership, mm -hmm. I guess like, I don't know really what that's pulling from, like, weekly or what, but it said average viewership for House of the Dragon, 29 million. The Last of Us had 30.4 million. So another yeah, huge success remember for too, HBO, essentially. HBO. Yeah, you got to remember as well, guys, when all the listeners, when the House of the Dragon dropped, especially the first two episodes, it crashed HBO Max, like, completely. Yeah. Uh, so much, so many people were, log, were logging in at the same time 
that the app just completely broke down and you had to watch it the next day if you weren't one of the part of the lucky few who got to finish your episode. I was one of those people who was watching the episode, it froze and then started to reload itself and then I couldn't watch it for the rest of the night. So yeah, it, it, it was a big deal and they've adjusted since then, but like the viewership for this show speaks for itself. Like the show is fantastic. I am not in agreement with the people who say they like the beginning of it more because the big uh, mainly because the beginning is pretty slow right like you you get to know joel you get to know ellie but you get to know them over the course of a few episodes episode three doesn't even focus on them we focus on brand new characters right to the show and the whole episode is about them and then you, they, the other characters don't come into the end so like we we get to know them slowly throughout the, and they, they pace it out perfectly. In my opinion, there's not a slow episode in the, in the season. And when I say slow, I mean like, I should, I should say dull. There's not filler. a dull episode. Huh? Not a filler episode, essentially. Yeah. There's not a filler. I mean, I guess if you wanted to say that the filler episode could be the flashback for Ellie episode. Um, That's crucial. Though, you, it's, yeah. Like I think they did. It's, really, it's really crucial. Well. It's crucial. I think now they could have easily not done that if they wanted to. I'm glad that they did. It was DLC for the game and it, it was pretty important to us, the players of the game. So therefore it's now important to the people who watch the show, but the way that they in, in, incorporated into the show, it makes it that much more crucial. So um, before jumping into the episode, all I can say is that I love the show. Um, I think every episode had something else to bring to the season in, in its entirety. I think that every episode was necessary. I think that every episode spent the appropriate amount of time growing the story, growing the characters. And um, I don't think that the beginning of the show was better than the end. I, I like the entire journey. Um, it pretty much went up for me. Like a roller coaster, you get up to the precipice and you just stay there. That's how I felt because of how attached I was, to, or I, I am to, to the characters. With that said, though, Before I'll just go ahead and go jump in. I have in. a correction because I screwed up. Um, I referenced Ellie last week as Belly because I saw on the internet stuff, and I was thinking like badass Ellie because they were referencing it right as she went ham on David. Mm -hmm. They're calling her Belly because her name's Bella Ramsey and Ellie Bella, Belly, like it's Bella's Ellie. Yeah, essentially it. So I wanted to fix that because uh, your boy screwed up out there. Well, hey man, that's. Good, good, good cleaning. Good, good house cleaning. That's good. Yeah. Good, good to I had hear. To, pretty sure that's what it stands for now, because I'm seeing more like this belly and blah 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 and yeah. So Bella Ellie. Got I'm Makes ready. sense. Um. All right. So we start the episode off. First of all, this episode, episode finale. It's the season finale. It's called "Look for the Light," episode nine. We start the episode off with a woman running through the woods, and you can see in the background, if you're paying attention, that that is the skyline for Boston. So she's in the woods running and she's mega pregnant, like about to pop a baby out pregnant. But also it's like it's like movie TV show pregnant because women that that in my in my personal experience, typically when you get pregnant, dude, you don't just have a baby bump and that's it. Like the weight kind of comes in, in, in ways, different places, you know what I'm saying? And like you get like the double chin sometimes and all that stuff. You swell up because there's a whole nother person inside you growing, eating all your fucking nutrients and shit. And I always notice that every time I, I see any any movie or TV show pregnancy, they're just so different. Uh, but but to uh, to most of us, especially dudes, like 
how, how we're gonna know we don't get pregnant so we wouldn't know to pay attention to those little things but uh, anyway she's super pregnant and uh we noticed that she has gotten cut up from you know tree branches and vines and stuff through her run because once she gets to this house which is a firefly safe house uh they have a close-up of her legs and you start seeing all those cuts and bruises there uh, so i thought that was a nice attention to detail you know we as viewers Cinema myself love those little attentions to detail. So that's really cool to see. Uh, moving on, uh, we noticed, well, I noticed, and I'm sure you noticed too, obviously, that the actor, Ashley Williams, is playing Johnson, Anna, who is the mother of Ellie. Johnson. <laughs> and Ashley Johnson. Yeah, Ashley not jo Williams. Did I say Williams? Yeah. I Am I thinking of Mass Effect right now? Sorry. I don't know what you're doing. Ashley Johnson. Yeah, I think Ash Ashley Williams is a character in Mass Effect, so excuse me. But anyway, Ashley Johnson, excuse me, is the actor who voiced and lend her her body performance and mocap to Ellie originally in the games. So that was she, really cool. She doesn't throw her voice, I've noticed. Like when she talks normal, like you see in an interview, Ellie mm -hmm. is essentially just her voice. Where Joel, mm -hmm. Troy Baker's like throwing like a Texas Wang like kind of vibe on it because he's like a man of a million voices it feels like hers is mm -hmm. literally like if you hear any interviews with Ashley Johnson it's Ellie and it's really creepy because you're like damn that's Ellie talking to me right now like it's it's I don't know it's weird but it's really cool and she also looks yeah. they look so much alike to me yeah absolutely clearly because um which is full circle, I guess, right? Because the, the, the original Ellie births the new Ellie for us in the show. So I thought that was really cool. But, um, yeah, Ashley Johnson is one of those actors who has a very youthful voice. So it lend her to this performance. She just had to to, to be herself, essentially, to, to make this work. And uh, not everybody can do that, you know? So I thought that was really cool. And that's why they typically get women to voice young characters whether they are male or female just because their voices are a little more uh youthful sounding typically um anyway with that said uh we see that her water has broken and then she is about to give birth and uh she's about to do it alone because there's no one in this house and an infected is trying to get in she's locked the door the infected does break in and she fights it off with the handy dandy switchblade that will eventually be gifted to ellie and uh, after she takes care of this infected, she notices that she's been bitten on her leg and she's also given birth while fighting for her life. So she cuts the umbilical cord out. with this. Yeah, baby just slid clean out. No, no, no noise, you know. Um, so she cuts the umbilical cord and does not feed or breastfeed because she doesn't want uh, Ellie, the baby, to uh, possibly be infected because of that. So I thought that that was... Pretty intense, man. It's an intense way to start the episode. Um, then after this, we see that uh, Marlene and some fireflies arrive. Her and Anna know each other. Uh, they've been friends their whole lives, apparently, from the dialogue that they give each other. And she tells, she kind of lies, though. She says that the baby came uh, before she was bitten, which isn't really true because we saw that just a second ago. And probably explains Ellie's uh, immunity later on in the episode a little bit more so. But um, anyway, she has dying wishes. Her dying wishes are for Marlene to take Ellie to Boston and have her uh, grow up the most normal life she can somewhere safe. And for Marlene to kill her. Because uh, she doesn't want to turn 
she doesn't she doesn't want to turn, which makes sense. Most people don't want to die that way, uh, and I totally I totally understand. Uh, Marlene does take the baby after saying she can't do it, and then essentially is guilt tripped by Anna because she kind of you know brings up you know how long we've known each other, blah blah blah. So she takes the baby, gives the baby to one of the fireflies she's with, tells that guy to cover the baby's ears, and then she shoots Anna, killing her dead there. Then we also see that this fucking dude didn't cover the baby's ears. You son of a bitch. Why couldn't you just walk outside with the baby? You knew exactly what was about to happen. That bothered me watching this episode. I don't know how you felt about it, but like this baby is supposed to be hours old at this point. And you just didn't you didn't want to cover this baby's brand new baby's ears while somebody's shooting a gun in his proximity? Like, come on, dude. What the fuck? Anyway, I just had to bring that up um, because it really fucking bothered me. Then we kind of switch to present day. Before you do we present have a day, of- couple things. Um, yeah. I think pretty much they're best friends, Anna and Marlene. I don't know if they grew mm-hmm. up together. If they might have. There's So Neil Druckerman's come out and said that there is a whole prequel story he has involving Anna, possibly her partner, Ellie's dad, or whatever, Mm -hmm. and I don't think Naughty Dog was going to do it, or something was going on, and he actually pitched it to another studio, and it ended up not happening. He was going to do a whole prequel story. Think they're best friends. There's like a whole past with Marlene and Anna. Another thing, she actually wraps uh, Ellie in the coat Ellie will wear later. It's like a green like army coat thing. Like Mm -hmm. a she has that. And then, of course, the switchblade goes with her. I didn't even think about the coat. I think I I, I saw that, but I just I just didn't correlate that. That's that's awesome. I, wouldn't, I didn't write that down, so it's really cool. But, yeah, I, I had like to that. throw the couple little things in there. Yeah, man. I've got a couple of those things, but I'll save those to the end unless you say them before me, which is totally fine. And uh, we'll keep going. We'll keep going. We'll keep going because I know we're running a long time. So – Present day, Ellie's zoned out, not really listening to Joel talk too much because she's still extremely traumatized from the events of the last episode. And we see that Joel finds Barn because we learned that that's one of Ellie's favorites in the previous episode. And he also found the game Boggle he wants to play with Ellie. So I thought that was very cute. Um, he's it's really just trying to take her mind. First, the roles were too. Like the whole oh, yeah. damn season, Ellie's been a little motor mouth and not shutting up. And Joel's barely talked. And now, after the events of episode eight, Joel's like taking up all the dead air. And Ellie's just not really saying stuff. She's like out in left field, rightfully so. I mean, it's yeah. a damn traumatic event she just went through. And it's also yeah, man, I, I, spring yeah. now, I believe, from where it was. Yeah, it is spring. Winter previously. Absolutely. Um, to, to show us that time has definitely passed. So I do, I do like that. Um, and I, I, you don't always need to see everything in a show. And this, this show is a really good example of us doing appropriate time skips. It's not like house of the dragon where you're watching an episode and then the very next episode, the character that you were following the last episode is now 45 years old. So, you know, it's a little different and I still love that show. Mind you, it's not a, dig at the show necessarily it's just a, a comparison uh, but anyway uh moving on um he's trying to get her mind off of things because she's super traumatized from the last episode like you just said and uh he wants to teach her how to play guitar which i thought was extremely adorable uh and it's also from the from the game which is really really cool and it 
I don't want to give any spoilers for Last of Us Part Two, so I'll just keep that to myself, actually. Um, but then while they're doing their whole thing, they're trying to get to higher ground so they can look over the city and see the best way to get to where they need to go to. Ellie kind of straight up ditches Joel. And then we get the famous draft scene that's directly from the games, which I didn't expect them to add to the show. I'm not going to lie. And I thought that that was a beautiful scene with the giraffe. And yes, it was a real motherfucking I, I actually put that down because I was like, that's CGI. I was down looking at like watching stuff. It's a real damn giraffe. Like, it's pretty cool. When I was looking at it, I was like, the giraffe looks real, but the background's definitely not real. Yes. And that's exactly what it was. They had a real giraffe uh, that, that, you know, um, Bella Ramsey and Pedro Pascal could feed. Uh, and they just had it behind a blue screen, like yeah. all, all blue stuff. So they could fill in the rest later. So the, that was, the that draft was seems dope, crucial man. for the game, though. Like, it's a, it's a it big is. part of, like, I guess still the beauty in the world in, like, such a awful world and stuff. And, like, it's mm-hmm. a, also a big, like, kind of bonding moment for them, like, yeah, actually, I wrote this in my the notes that I don't typically get into until the end, but I'm, I'm going to go ahead and bring this part up because it, it correlates perfectly. But in this scene, if you're watching Joel's face, you can tell that he, at this moment, 100% thinks of Ellie as his own daughter. Yeah. just Because he's experiencing joy through her eyes at this point. She's loving feeding this giraffe and it's the coolest thing she's ever seen in her life. And she's super happy right now and it's taking her mind off everything. And he's only happy about this because she's happy about it. And that, I mean, that, that moment was, was beautiful. So that's, that's what I was getting from, from that, uh, from that part of the episode. I don't know how you felt about it or what you got from it, but that's exactly, I've looked at Joel's face and how he's smiling, watching her have a good time. And that's the same thing that, that we do as as fathers we watch our kids enjoy something and then we have more fun with it because they're having fun so that's yeah. how i felt do you do you catch um, where um right before that whenever he's gonna tell her like the plan she literally is step for step like exactly the plan because she's already kind of like mm-hmm. they're so i guess like in tune with each other at this point that she's like i know mm-hmm. what we're doing like kind of deal and she's yeah. i thought that was she, a really cool touch um, yeah yeah that that whole scene is is absolutely beautiful and they actually keep a lot actually i think craig uh manzin said that that is a scene in the game that there was nothing that needed to be a change for tv so it's pretty spot on identical even down to ellie's line that this is so fucking cool or whatever mm-hmm. it's yeah, like same exactly thing. all the the same and then which they do a lot of the time it's really cool one see. thing before you get into um, it there they kept a small easter egg that is pretty freaking cool. I cannot remember the developer's name, but one of the developers of the game out there where the drafts are out in like that, the, the field or whatever. Oh yeah. The mm-hmm. scoreboard, the field name is actually named for his, I'm assuming late wife. Yeah. His wife. Yeah. And they actually kept the name and I saw where the developer like tweeted was like, I'm like in shambles right now that they kept that in the show. I thought that was really cool. And I just wanted to throw it out there that that was a cool little attention to detail. Yeah, I wrote. I think I wrote that one down as well. But I'm glad that you brought it up because, like I said, it's super relevant. Um, and it's nice, man. It's you know you put Easter eggs in games for yourself, but sometimes they pay off in a big way later. So I thought that was really awesome to see. 
Um, and then right after the scene, when Joel steps outside, you notice that he is bathed in light. Uh, we get a lot of those scenes where a character is bathed in light. And I had the theory earlier that every time you see a character bathed in light, that's a that's like a really beautiful thing. And it means something to Ellie. Like you have the color purple that means something to Joel and then the sunlight meaning something to Ellie. So uh, with this episode being called Look for the Light, if you replace the word light with Ellie, it's Look for Ellie, which is essentially what we do later on in this episode with Joel, right? So him being bathed in the sunlight once they walk out of the building that they're in to feed the giraffe, uh, to me that was very telling and it let me know, it le- it let me know that uh, something really nice was going to happen followed by something really terrible, which is exactly what happened. <laughs> Uh, so I thought that that was a really good attention as well to detail. Uh, and then we see that um, right after this, he gives Ellie the chance to turn back and just to go back to Tommy's and, and forget this whole thing. And in a nutshell, Ellie just says that she doesn't want everything that they've gone through on this journey to be for nothing. So she wants to see it through. And once it's done, they can go and do whatever Joel wants to do. She will follow him anywhere as long as they do this first. Uh, so I thought that was really nice. And then, man... Uh, they make it to the old military medical base and then Joel starts opening up about the scar on his head that she asked about a couple of episodes back. Uh, I think it was episode two yeah, uh, when she early. asked him about that. Yeah, it's like when T- Tess was still with him at this point. And uh, to just to make a long story short, uh, that scar comes from a failed attempt on his life. Joel tried to commit schmooshmide. Uh, years ago after his daughter died and uh, didn't work because he flinched at the last minute and just grazed himself. So that's where he got that scar from. And uh, after they kind of have words with each other for a while, Ellie says that time really does heal all wounds. And then Joel says, uh, Joel says it wasn't time that did that. Healing the wound of his scar and like My his other strings. wounds. It, yeah, dude. He said it wasn't time that did that while he's looking directly into Ellie's eyes. And, man, at this part, I was a fucking mess. I was a fucking yeah. mess. Dude. It hits like, you right damn. in the feels. Uh, it was a beautiful moment. It was. They did fantastic on that the, part, too. It was very, I don't know. It, they, they crushed it. Yeah, it was It was absolutely one of the most beautiful moments in, in this episode, for sure. Um and, and like I said, total wreck after that. And I was trying to, you know, keep it together so I could pay attention. And I don't want fiance to be looking at me, looking a hot I'm mess. Mind, I'm just business. Like, mind your business. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> mind your keep watching. I'm fine. It's allergies. Um, so I'm watching that anyway. And uh, then we get the puns again. More puns to lighten the mood after this. Oh, and man. while they're, you know, <laughs> while she's reading those puns out and he's rating them, uh, they get attacked by fireflies and instead of it what so it, they get attacked by fireflies and they both get knocked out get hit in the back of the head with a gun and uh instead of it fading to black when joel gets knocked out yeah i don't know if you noticed but it faded to white um more again going back to uh look for the light right is the name of the episode and instead of it being black it was it was white so we're looking for the light again um after that uh they wake up and Joel sees Marlene across from him and he wants to see Ellie, but he's denied immediately because she's being prepped for surgery. 
One of their doctors believes that her immunity is due to her birth. She was born with a mutated version of cordyceps that tells normal cordyceps that she's cordyceps and that prevents her from turning. Um, And since cordyceps grows in your brain, which Joel firmly says, since it grows in your brain, that means that they're going to kill Ellie in order to get the cure uh, for other people. So she's going to have to give her life essentially to save everyone else. And yes, they called it a cure in this instead of a vaccine like they do in the game to prevent the uh, inevitable backlash from uh, COVID essentially is what happens there. So they just changed the word vaccine to cure solves the problems. Nobody bats an eye. And that's exactly what happens. Um, but because Joel sees Ellie as his own, he immediately is like, nope, fuck that. Take me to it right now. And I'm in agreement. I'm watching this and I'm 100% with him. I'm like, first of all, y'all didn't ask her if she no. wanted this. They pretty much rushed her to surgery and were like, here, here's some anesthet- like, anesthesia. Like, go to sleep. Like, Does this smell like chloroform, Aaron? Yeah, Ellie, gotta, smell like chloroform? Let's do this quickly. Yeah. And, and they're rushing this thing, too. So, like, Because I'm under the assumption say- that Ellie, like, they pretty much... She's all for being the cure, but she is thinking of like, especially like based on the episode with like Henry and Sam, that you just you can get some of my blood, you do what you gotta do, like I donate blood and do stuff, maybe run some tests on me, whatever, and then that's it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, is is which, the impression I always have from the game, or, or even the show. That's fair. That, that makes sense, but they didn't give her that. They didn't give her that no. option. Um, Marlene gives Joel Ellie's knife for Switchblade and has him escorted out. Um, and I'm going to kind of rush through this a little bit, but Joel takes a second to observe the, uh, the hospital directory to kind of see where Ellie might be. And after that, he goes full fucking Terminator on these dudes, on everybody, on everyone. And the reason why I say full Terminator is because in the first Terminator movie, there's a scene where the Terminator shows up at the police station where Sarah Connor is and kills everybody in the police station in order to get her. And that's exactly what Joel does. He didn't give a fuck. And I'm like, I get it. I totally get it. Because, I mean, Sin, you being a a, a pretty new dad, I'm sure would do something very similar to this in in the same situation, post-apocalyptic world, all that stuff. Like, it's kind of hard to tell, especially a grieving father, is really or parent is really hard to tell them hey just uh just be cool with sacrificing your your little one to yeah, save we know you lost your first out. child and it was real traumatic and you've been battling with that since then but now that you have a second child we're just gonna go ahead and take them from you okay like it's all good just go outside shoot like yeah you can have a, a biscuit yeah, look at the flowers joel yeah just <laughs> look, look at the flowers joel it's fine <laughs> um so this happens, uh, pretty much what happens is Joel chan- channels all the anger that we've seen him bottle up in this entire season and just shows no remorse to the Fireflies, even killing Fireflies that, like, abandoned their mission, essentially. Cool. He doesn't give a damn. Oh, I love it. What was the one? He's like, tell me where they're keeping her, and the guy says something. He's like, I don't have time for this. It just pops him. I'm like, yeah, fuck you. Yeah. Dude, d- just – God damn. It, it's, it's insane. It's a good part. It's a really, if you've ever played the game, it's a really fun part in the game. Yeah, it is. Um, and then we get he gets to Ellie where she is, the operating room, 
claps the doctor immediately. The doctor rolls up with a scalpel like you can't have her. Joel's like, blam. Brain piece is all over the so wall. I have he, to he throw this out since you said that. Literally in my notes, it says Jerry gets capped. <laughs> like, that's actually my note. Because I love that part. Just because he literally steps up. You can't take a pop dead. It's like, oh, well. He also, they also didn't name him in this episode. And I think they did that for a reason. Uh, is it in credits? I think it, it might be. It's in not credits. in credits. Is it not? It's not in credits. No. He's just the surgeon in the credits. Okay. Well, his name's yeah. Jerry. And I look, they did the same thing. If you remember in, in like two, two, three episodes ago, they did the same thing with the, the girl who's staring at Ellie. Like, remember that? Yeah. She's Gina. just staring girl. Yeah. She's just staring girl in the Gina. credits. So they did the you same can't thing. A lot of me showrunners. I know better. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We know who it is. Um, what else? I'm curious uh, if you're about to yeah, say an Easter egg. Because if you don't say it, I'm about to. Uh, I I kept. You can say it. You go ahead. Do you go know? Ahead. Yeah, I wrote. It's on. It's on that other page. Okay. Though, but you go ahead. And tell so us one me. of the nurses was played by the actress Laura Bailey, I believe. Right? Isn't that her name? Mm-hmm. And those who don't know Laura Bailey, she is the voice actress and I believe the mocap actress for Abby, which you will all get to know soon. And that's all I'm going to say. But it was really cool that she was yeah, in there. Like, they had her. She's also been the voice actress of a lot of stuff, Laura Bailey. I know. She's been in a... She, I'll, say, she I'll say this. Uh, uh, I can't I think of the chick's so. name in Horizon. I'm blanking. The game. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Aloy or something I know like who that? you're talking about. Yeah. You, I've only played Horizon a little bit, so I don't remember anybody's name. She was in a Call of Duty game. I know that. Let's see. But she's been in a lot of stuff. It was cool. She was... They they had her in there considering she was a part of the game series and it's something they've done a lot a lot a lot. Uh, we'll say this by the way, I don't care what anybody says. Abby can burn in hell. We're not getting into that right now. We're not we're not going down that road. I'm staying quiet. You're not baiting me into that discussion at the moment. I'm currently trying okay. to find. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe she wasn't the voice. All right, continue. Oh, she was Lois Lane in Injustice, the movie. Did you know that? I I didn't didn't look that up, so I didn't know. That, okay, real quick, the Injustice animated film was Boo Boo Shoes, and I'll just leave it at that. Uh, See, so easy to get him going down the the rabbit hole. Have you seen that movie? Uh, I think so. It was, it was, you don't. She's Supergirl, the voice in Injustice 2, the video game. She's Kate in Gears of War 4. I didn't know that one. She's Selena Kyle in the Telltale Batman. I, I did know Chun-Li that. Okay, in, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Street Fighter 5. God dang, she's been in everything. She's, uh, God. I should have just looked up Horizon Zero Dawn. That would have been way quicker than what I'm doing. I'm going to keep going while you're looking at it. Yeah, you up. go ahead. Um. Anyway, so... Uh, yeah, he claps the doctor. Then Joel tells the nurses to unhook Ellie because they just put her under, so she's going to be out for a while. And he starts to carry her out. Uh, right before he makes it to a vehicle, Marlene shows back up with a gun, and she essentially she's telling Joel that eventually okay, Ashley Burch did Horizon. I'm an idiot. Uh, Tiny Tina. Okay. There you go. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Then I had that wrong too in my notes, so I, I need to scratch. That's what it, out. it says. Alloy or whatever her name is was Ashley Birch. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, right. actually, yeah, that's right. That's right. It's on the it's on the video that I watched the other day. Anyway, uh, Marlene pretty much tells Joel that she's she, he's not going to be able to protect her forever. Eventually, he will pass away, and Ellie will be on her own, and she'll get ripped up by infected something raiders anything that he won't be able to save her for life so she might as well he might as well let her go now and he kind of agrees with her a little bit on this knowing that she's not wrong but he doesn't really care either way and uh just like i said he says he knows but it's still they, they still keep forgetting that they haven't given ellie the choice it, she's unable to weigh in on this moment. It's her body. It should be her choice. But nobody gives a shit about what Ellie thinks. It's only about what they think. What they think is necessary. What they think is the best. Um, I am more on the side of Joel for this. Um, because at least he he could tell her what's going on. Because Marlene had no intention whatsoever of telling Ellie what was going on and, and, and what this could mean. She just wanted to get it done as fast as possible. Um, so with that said, I'm a little bit more on Joel's side, but anyway, uh, we cut to Joel in the car with Ellie as she wakes up in the back seat and he lies to her. He tells her that there were multiple immune kids. The doctors tried, but there was no cure and no cure could be found, excuse me. And, uh, that they got attacked by raiders and a bunch of people in the hospital ended up dead and he barely made it out with Ellie alive. And when he asks, she asks if Marlene made it. Notice he doesn't answer her. He just keeps driving. And she turns away from him to lay back down in the car. And he kind of whispers, I'm sorry. Um, and at that moment, I'm thinking, oh, he's sorry that she didn't make it. But no, I don't think that he's sorry that Marlene died. I think he's sorry that he's lying to her because he really loves her as his own daughter and doesn't want their whole father-daughter relationship to be built up on lies. But at the same time, he thinks that it's the right thing. And um, he's just going to go with it. He, he's he's going to go with it 100% because uh, he thinks it's the best for her. So um, then we flash back again. I want to say something about a scene in two that shouldn't do any spoilers. There's a scene in two that kind of confirms Joel's decision on what he's doing. Um, mm-hmm. And pretty much... Ellie's like confronting him about it, like the whole ordeal. And he says, paraphrasing, but it's pretty much it's like, Lord knows if I could redo it again, I wouldn't change a single thing. Like, pretty much like, I believe in my heart of hearts I did the right thing. Like, this it was the right decision kind of deal. Like, I'm not apologizing for shit. Mm-hmm. So, I mean. I mean, like I said, I'm more on his side for not, it than Marlene's I'm not touching side. that yet because I – I've been ready to go to war with you this week because I was just hoping you would be on, like, Marlene's side. <laughs> I've been, like, waiting. Um, the thing – I'll, I'll get into it right after. Right, did you mention right Marlene getting – she got capped, too? Everybody's getting capped this episode. I, I was reading that before you brought up your point, so I'll get back to that real quick. Capped. We flash back to Joel, and we see that he killed the fuck out of Marlene. He shot her ass, clapped her immediately, um, and he pretty much says – that Marlene, if he, if he leaves her alive, she and the Fireflies will just keep coming after Ellie and him until they finally weigh him down. Joel's getting older. We've talked about that. 
throughout the course of the season. He knows that he can't do this forever, but he wants all the time he can get with Ellie. So he immediately kills Marlene without without thinking about it, kills her because he knows. He, he knows and she knows. Marlene is a user and she's very manipulative. And that doesn't necessarily mean that she's a terrible piece of shit person, but she knows how to talk people down. Like that's how she became the leader of the Fireflies, right? Like she knows what's up. Uh, and you she know one interesting thing in like this type of story and this kind of apocalyptic thing. Obviously, like you're gonna side with Joel with Ellie and stuff. But if you, I think of like the Negan thing from Walking Dead. If you were to flip like Negan Rick comparison thing, if you were to flip the script and maybe you're following Marlene along, you would be more like she's the hero of the story versus like Joel. Like yeah. there's really no. Like even well, except David is the only exception. David's a piece of shit. There's no redeeming him. But for the most part, you can go around the different ones and you can see like the maybe some good qualities or maybe if you would follow them, be like, oh, I'm more on their side. They're doing right. Where when you kind of get Joel Ellie, you're just like cap them all. You know, like it's it's mm-hmm. a very interesting dynamic in the show that it's not as, I guess as black and white as you want it to be as far as like. Well, that's the bad guy. Like, it's a very gray area amongst the world. And if I was in that world, DTA, I I don't think I'm trusting a damn person. I'm probably going to be extra hateful. Like Joel. Right? I mean, could you really trust people, though, in the world for the most part? Like, how many people do you, you encounter in the game now. that you can actually trust? You can't, you can't trust people now, dude. There True. is no Make it apocalypse. an apocalyptic world. Where you're smuggling like coffee is a freaking treasure and stuff. Hell no, I ain't trusting no damn body. Exactly. Um, I'll, I'll get into that here in a minute because yeah. I got some on my mind. But keep moving on. Um, the car breaks down uh, and they begin to hike back to Tommy's. And Joel says that Sarah and Ellie would have been friends. Sarah would have liked her because she's funny. And, you know, he's really doing the same thing he was doing early in the episode, talking a lot to 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 void out the silence because he does feel a little guilty very clearly. But he also is trying to make Ellie happy by talking to her and letting her do kind of what she wants to do, what she needs to do. Um, seeing that in this episode, we've, we've seen it the whole thing. And Ellie's clearly not really buying everything that's happening. She's not really in the mood to be playing around and doing all this, uh, which we can see as well, because it's the same as the beginning of the episode. Um, And then she kind of opens up about Riley, and it's confirmed at this point that the person that she killed before she had to kill anybody while she was with Joel was Riley. Riley turned, and she had to to take her out in order to stay alive. Um, Joel tells her to... He tells her that essentially keep going, keep going no matter what's going on. And eventually you'll find another reason to fight another reason to, to live because he did that with Ellie, uh, but he did do it. And, uh, I thought that was a really heartfelt moment because he was trying to open up to her without telling the truth, but also telling her the truth. So I thought that was really cool to see. And right after that moment, she asked Joel to swear that everything that he told her about the fireflies was true. And he fucking doubles down, man. He swears it. And the show ends on Ellie's face as she kind of accepts his lie. But you can tell that there's some doubt there. 
Uh, it kind of reminds me uh, of a less intense version of the face that uh, What's-His-Name made at the last episode of uh, House of the Dragon. Uh, what's what's his name? Uh, he's on Rhaegar at this point. Uh, what's his name? Uh, with the sapphire eye. Um, I can't uh, remember. Anyway, the who? Um, Amon. I can't. Remember, I can't remember his name. Amon. Amon. Thank you. It's like when Amon made that face at the end of that episode after accidentally killing uh, his cousin, right? And him making a face like, "Oh man, I just fucked up." Like, I can't believe this just happened. Ellie's making a face like, "I want to believe this, but I don't." But I also trust Joel, but I also don't. Like, she's making that kind of face. Um, and the episode ends that way, and that's the end of it. It's same over. as the game. And the game ends, I'm pretty sure, just like that, too, where... Yeah, it's the exact same ending, um, which, man, I really appreciate it. That's awesome, because we... That's the first time, I think, in any kind of video game adaptation, we've gotten it to be so close to the original source material, even having the same ending. Like Best video game I, adaptation I we have to date. Yeah, for absolutely, absolutely, one hundred percent. Real quick, in the games, Anna was a nurse, so it makes sense why she could essentially just go through the birthing process herself. Um, in in the game, in the RV that Joel finds the the smash guitar and stuff in, you can actually go into that RV, and you find a photo of a family, and on the back of that photo, it says "Forgive us," because if you look in the RV. You see the whole family's dead up under a sheet and the parents killed the children and then shot themselves because of uh, the state of the world. Uh, so I thought that was really sad. And they took that out of the show, which makes a lot of sense. Um, I already talked about some of these. So I'll skip through a, bit, a bunch of those. But in, oh, in the game, instead of them just getting hit with like a flash grenade and then knocked out, they have to go through the tunnels to get where they are, and they find a bunch of infected and some bloaters, and they almost drown. Yep. And we know that Ellie can't swim in the game and in the show. So Joel is trying to resuscitate her, giving her CPR and whatnot. And right when he's doing that, they get uh, surrounded by fireflies and then knocked out and captured. So that's how they get captured in the game. Um, and I already talked about the difference between the show using the word cure instead of vaccine. So those are some of the uh, behind-the-scenes kind of Easter eggy things that I thought about when I was writing my notes for the show. But back to to, to Joel and Ellie real quick. I would have done almost Joel Ellie. uh, A couple I had Easter egg things. One um, when they're doing the draft scene, Ellie gets she's uh, gets boosted up to grab a ladder, which is very game light because there's multiple times you have to boost one of like her or Tess or somebody up to go get a ladder to help you get up somewhere. I love that. I th- also think it was pretty close to the game where she drops a ladder and Joel's like, damn it, Ellie, like kind of deal. Yeah. Same uh, thing. So that was cool. There is um, a little Easter egg that the internet has been going wild on. If you haven't played the second game, just kind of, Ignore and get ready. We already brought up the name once, but a lot of people are speculating there is a shadowy figure in the hospital that looks like they have a braid that gets away. And a lot of people are saying, it's Abby, it's Abby. Uh, Neil Druckmann and them have confirmed that is not Abby. It's not Abby. (laughs) Shut that shit down. So there's that. And we're not going to go into who Abby and all that stuff is. Just you'll find out. But that's been shut down. Um, 
I know the last part, what you're about to talk about with the Joel, like the whole conversation is like going to be a good finish. So I'm going to just touch the rest of the stuff. Uh, showrunners have confirmed they're not replacing Bella Ramsey as Ellie. There has been, I guess, speculation because there it will be a time jump from part one to part two, season one to season two. Um, I think it's five years in the game. Whether or not they start five years in season two, we'll see. But people are speculating she won't look like Ellie does as much, too. It'll be fine. I think when Bella started as Ellie in this show, she was 17. Now she's like 19 or something. Mm-hmm. So it, it will be mm-hmm. fine. Just calm down. It'll be okay. They pretty much replaced or saying they're not replacing her unless she wants to leave. And even then, Neil Druckmann and them were like, if she wants to leave, then we may just not let her leave. Like, chill out. They also no, he, uh, he said he said that he wouldn't replace her. They wouldn't replace her unless she asked to leave. Yeah, is what like he said. unless she wants to leave the show. Like they're not doing it. Yeah. Um, they part season two. So part two of the game will be split up into multiple seasons. It's been confirmed. They they've said it's too much stuff to essentially say in one season. There's too much story to go over in one season, which is good. I am all for splitting it. You know, I, I kind of already thought maybe I feel like three seasons is probably the sweet spot for this show. Gives you a chance to break up two seasons, like part two into two seasons. And that's kind of what I'm thinking. So they've confirmed that they are breaking it up. They haven't said how much they are working on it. They're starting to go through and kind of figure out what they're going to do. Um, and also Neil Druckmann said he don't give a damn what you say, which I love. They've said two reports, but the one that come out pretty much. If you've been around gaming or Last of Us, Last of Us Part 2 received criticism. And he said he isn't pandering to any of the criticism. He is doing the story the way the story is supposed to be done. And he doesn't give a damn what you say. Like, you can love it, you can hate it, he does not care. And essentially, I think he said that for the first one too. Like, everyone's like, oh, they're going to be mad on how you ended it, which with the ending you see now. He just wants a reaction. He wants you to either hate it or love it. He wants you to feel something one way or another and not be indifferent. Um, but mm-hmm. I, they've also mentioned it will be a little different than the game. So I don't know what. And they have also said there will be more infected because people have complained there's not as much infected in this one. So there will be more infected in season two. And, yeah, it will be a little different, which this one was different than the game in little parts too. So we'll see. But that was uh, essentially all the little notes I had. And then – I think where Christian was going, and I've been waiting, is um, the huge debate that's been going on for, what, a decade now, just about? Are you Team Joel? Or are you Team Marlene slash, I guess you could say Ellie? Like, what what do you do if you're in that situation? I would, so the beginning of it is, it's it's like a two-parter. The first part is, I would do exactly what he did until we got to uh, the car. And once he's in the car, Ellie starts to wake up. They're already, you know, driving away, going back to Tommy's, all that stuff. I would tell the truth at that point. Because by telling her the truth, you absolve yourself of the burden of carrying that with you for the rest of your life. But you also give her the choice. You know, you, you, you let her tell you what she would have done if she were awake. He, the thing is, Ellie was out, right? And they weren't going to tell her what they were doing. They were just going to do it. So that's that's fucked up already. Um, but what I'm getting at with it is more so 
He tells her what they were going to do, tells her what he in turn did because he couldn't ask her what her thoughts were because she was fucking out, right? She was under anesthesia at that point. So there was no way she was she could, you know, wake up and be like, no, Joel, I want to do this for the cause or whatever. She's fucking out. So he acts. And then at that point, she can say, well, I, I wish that you would have let me go and, and, and cured everybody or I think you did the right thing. Either way, at that point, she now has the opportunity to, to speak for herself instead of everybody speaking for her. And I think that's one of the things that Ellie talks about in other episodes is having the choice uh, to, to, to weigh in on what's going on around her. She says that in, I think she said that when they meet Tommy or whatever. Uh, and then he does give her the choice to have her go with him or have her go with Tommy. And she immediately chooses Joel without thinking about it because that's what she would have chose regardless. So I think that by telling her the truth there, she has that opportunity. Even though she doesn't get to do it now in, in hindsight and retro, retroactively, she still you know, could have said what she would have done. And then you're done with that. Whether Unless she's she mad at you or not. You and then you lose her forever. But, but that's the other thing, though. She already said... She already said that she would follow Joel anywhere. They just needed to do this first. So I think, yeah, she. Here's the thing: you could think of think of it one of two ways, right? Because this Ellie is a little different from from the game Ellie. So she could have been like, "Dude, that's fucked up," but I get it. Or she could have been just super fucking pissed about it and been like, "No, you should let me do this." Blah blah blah. Either way, I don't think that her her ideal thing to do would be to run off. I think she would have wanted to go back to Tommy's and then figure it out from there whether she wanted to actually take off or if she wanted to, you know, kind of just live away from Joel for a while to cool off, whatever that the case may be. Doesn't matter at that point. I think that that was a better uh, that would have been a better decision because now with you lying to her, eventually she's going to find out now she's not going to trust you anymore and that's going to hurt even worse. Um but like I said, as far as Team Marlene, Team Joel, Team Joel, uh, I'm going to be Team Joel on that. I think that the cause for Mar- – here's the thing. I'm going to be honest with you. Had Marlene let her know what was going on, Ellie, let, had she let her know what was going on, then I would have been like, yeah, dude, Team Marlene, it makes perfect sense. One big she problem with Marlene's going on. thing, though. Like, hmm? they're so damn sure this is going to work. There is no guarantee this will fix a damn thing. So essentially she- – like there is no guarantee. It's one yeah. doctor's theory. They're like, "Hey, mm-hmm. she's immune. We're just gonna go chopping away in her brain, and this is gonna fix everything." And then you have option like the second half of this. Marlene is the resistance. So this isn't like your government or whatever. This is who's going against your government. It's not like mm-hmm. she's just gonna go be like, "Hey, Fedra, here's a cure." Hell no. This is just like, how is she gonna use this? Is she's gonna leverage it for power? What? other problems will this cause like it there's a lot that goes into that decision obviously i'm mm. team joel all the way like i think that i think if you're a parent though you kind of i feel like you're gonna go team joel regardless potentially yeah i mean it's hard it's hard not to i think in that in that position it's really hard not to be team joel there and i think that for the people who are team marlene that are parents. We'll say that. For the people who are Team Marlene that are parents, I totally get it, man. I totally get it. I, however, am not that committed to the 
continuation of humanity. Uh, there is no apocalypse, and I've already all but given up on humanity. Damn, Christians is like everybody. It, I can Thanos snap, and it can be gone. Like I'm, I'm okay. Bruh, bye. You're done. I, mean, I get okay. Like, I get the argument: one life to save millions. If it works, that's the thing. Like, if you could say a hundred percent, yes, this will cure. Okay. And Ellie knows going in, like you said, because she has no choice. She's thinking test, blood, whatever. She's alive. She's not realizing you're going in and you're going to start just doing damn brain surgery on her and take her life. If Ellie's like, okay, yes, I will sacrifice. It's my purpose, whatever, to save for sure. But there's no guarantee it works. There's no guarantee what Marlene and them will do with it after the fact. Mm-hmm. And... Ellie is oblivious to all of it. So, hell mm-hmm. no. Like, yeah. It's funny. The, it's fine. The, I would love to know what, what listeners and viewers, what side you side with. Are you Joel? Or, like, would you, what would you do? Who do you go with? Good question. I, I also will say this, too. Um, with With the Marlene thing... And, and everybody being like, yeah, man, do this, save the world and all that stuff. It's just like, I mean, if you re- if they really had a cure, the way that I see it for the way this world works, they really did have a cure after they killed Ellie and did all this stuff. You really think Joel's not going to come after you, bro? You, you think you're safe? No. You, you, think, you think that raiders will just be like, oh, you have a cure? I'm just going to go back to being a, a bank clerk instead no. of a mass murderer. It's going to make stuff worse. I feel like I feel like people are going to get even more like in hysteria, be like, "Oh, there's a cure," and then it'll be even more chaos and violence that will ensue from it. Then, then what happens to all the people who got infected? How do you, how do you feel about the, all the people who lost their entire families and shit? You tell them after they've lost all these people and have fully ingratiated themselves into being in this role that is completely opposite of what they've been their entire life, and then all of a sudden it's just like, "Hey, yo, we got we got." We got a cure, though. I'll tell you what. You give me, you give me a gun, a couple bullets, a couple bullets, and some Chef Bardi. I'll give you the cure right now. Okay. What about all the people who already lost their families, bro? What are they going to say? What are they going to do? That boy's hungry as hell. <laughs> He's getting some Chef Bardi. Good God. He wouldn't even like. Can I have a steak? He just give me a can of Chef Bardi, and I'm good. They ain't got no, they ain't got no damn steak, bro. It's the apocalypse. They ain't no steak. Hey, I'll, I'm gonna cure this cow, and I'll get you a nice ribeye. Actually, have we even seen? Real talk. Have you ever seen? Is there an infected animal? I haven't seen any infected animals personally. Man. I don't think there's an infected animal in the game. I could be very wrong, but I mean, they're giraffes or not. We see uh, the monkeys at one point. They're not. Uh, is it well, Firefly's or Fedra you know, uses dogs? Dogs are like extremely valuable because they could sniff and like do different things. I don't even think they're infected, so it's kind of. I don't. We don't. We don't see any infected animals in the show and in the game, from what I remember. But also, like it was in the flower, right, and and all that. So I don't. I don't know, dude. I'm just. The way that I see it, there's barely any animals left because people they, are hunting you don't see a lot of animals. Yeah, I wonder if they go after them. Like, do the infected like people ever go are after a deer more. or a rabbit or anything? Probably, probably. I mean, it's been kind of funny to watch that. 
watch him sprint around chasing a deer. Just eating horses and shit? That'd be weird. Yeah, horses? We don't see them infected? I mean, I don't know. There's probably not any infected, like, sea life. Like, you don't see any infected whales and sharks and shit. There's an infected uh, jellyfish out there swimming around. What would happen to the sea life now, thinking about it? Like, There's a lot of stuff. Like, I, I don't know. We completely went on a tangent. We're off, off we the did. rails. We did. Anyway, that that that's the episode for There's us. Something at this point, I was really hoping you were going to be Team Marlene because I was like, I'm ready for this. I'm I'm way too jaded as a human being to be Team Marlene because I'm just like, nah, bro. People are trash. Kill, just take them out. We're done. I know. So I played the game. What like I keep a decade ago or whenever nine years ago, whatever it come out, and I just remember at the moment of the hospital scene, I was in a murderous rage. The whole time. And then I'm pretty sure... Can you shoot the nurses in the game? I think I you remember. can. Oh. Maybe, probably. I don't know. I know you can shoot the doctor. Because I remember yeah, you, I capped everybody. Yeah. And I was just like, I give no shits right now. Everybody's getting it. I was way too vicious. And I just remember being like, uh, yeah, there, there's no de- there's no debate here. Give me back my baby girl. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, So what overall thoughts on the, on the show? Uh, I think the show is fantastic, man. Uh, It it was fantastic. Uh, I would recommend it to anybody who hasn't seen it for some reason. Um, I I guess the only thing I can say now is like, would I rank it higher than I rated uh, house of the dragon? And, it's it's hard to answer right now because I'm still living on the hype of the you know of the show because it just ended so I don't know um, I I really don't know man like I I think that I a part of me does think that this is better because here's the thing with the Last of Us you get a beginning a middle and an end. All in one season. If they didn't do any more seasons of the show, I'd be like, yeah, that's fine. I get it. I could totally see that. With House of the Dragon, you absolutely 100% have to give me more. You must give me more. I demand that you give me more because we don't have an ending to the show. And most of the characters and all of the characters really in the show are, are of House of the Dragon are garbage. And I want to see what happens to these terrible people and how this progresses and what they actually change and whatnot um i don't want to see any more on-screen births i'll tell you that we, we got enough of those in house of the dragon but um dude it's hard though because the acting for both shows was on point the action for both shows was on point for what what we're getting into i don't i don't know what about you what do, which one do you think is better what would you rank on top i loved house of the dragon it was fantastic I'm going to go last of it just because I'm more emotionally attached to the games and it makes me more invested in the show. Fair. I mean, I think that's a perfect answer. And for me, uh, I don't want to just copy you, but I kind of mirror that because I didn't care about anybody in House of the Dragon more than I cared about Ellie, for an yeah. example. So there you go. But then again, I've spent however many hours in the multiple playthroughs of this game I, I know Joel, I know Ellie, you know, I know Tess and Marlene and 
Bill and all that. And so, like, seeing them come to life, obviously I'm going to be a little more invested. But House of the Dragon I mean, is fantastic. I loved every second of it. I can't wait. And you are 100% right. We need an ending. And the best is yet to come, I believe, in House of the Dragon, hopefully. So I'm excited for that. Um, yeah, man. I will say after this show ended, I had, like, a look inwards. And I was like, you know what? What makes a game like – what makes a game a top three game for, for me? And to me, I think it's like everybody's going to be different, which is fantastic. Um, like, I know Mass Effect's one of yours. I think it has to do with mm-hmm. either something that's going on in your personal life or something in the game that maybe touches you in a, in a way, like whether it be something from your past or something like that, and you connect with it. And The Last of Us was a game that it knew how to, like, tug at your heartstrings and get you to love something, and then at the same time, just it knows how to, like, fuck with you. Like, roller coaster, you know? Highs and lows constantly. And I think that's fantastic writing. And I've been battling on what my favorite game of all time is for a bit. I'm having like inner turmoil because Heavy Rain's been my favorite game forever. Because I just remember the initial playthrough and feeling of that game. Like how much I was into it and grossed in it. I still remember when we both were playing Heavy Rain. And that was all you could talk about. I was so hooked. Like I had to work literally at 5 a.m. every day. And I would stay up way too late and get like an hour to sleep, work, come home, probably pass out for like an hour because I was exhausted, and then I'd play Heavy Rain. Like, I could not stop. I was just so yeah. into what, the what story. What was the kid's name at the beginning of the game? Jason! That gets kidnapped Jason! Yeah, Jason! Jason! Yeah. I'll never forget I that, just thought, that, I still think that'd be a Like, I'll never forget the moment. I forgot the kid's name, but I won't forget the moment because I remember being like, Jason ain't, Jason gone. We ain't finding him. So, the start of this game, I went in with zero knowledge of what the hell I was getting into. I was just like, it's a story. Like, there's multiple perspectives. Cool. That sounds sick. Like, let's play it. This damn kid gets run over in the first 15 minutes of the game. And I was like, damn, I done fucked up. Because it's like, you can kill characters. It's like, I done fucked up. I need to restart the game. Like, how in the hell did I get somebody killed? I'm not even 30 minutes in this game. I done murdered somebody. I think that's what it was. I think the fact that the first time through, knowing my decisions were so weighted, like they had consequences that just made me super immersed. But Last of Us is right there with it, though. I don't know. I'm struggling. Just because, like, the more I think about The Last of Us in the story and the playthrough, the more I'm like, damn. And now the show is just further making it better. But we would love to know what you think about The Last of Us. That's our thoughts. We have definitely went long, and I'm apo- I apologize. I'll take full blame. I've been excited for this. I love The Last of Us. I've thoroughly enjoyed the show. And, uh, yeah, it was a good one. I do wish the episode was maybe a tad bit longer, this last one, but it's mm-hmm. okay. Because, I mean, we really didn't need 30 minutes of Joel going through the hospital because essentially you're just, like you said, terminatoring. That's Joel's doing work, gets to where he needs to be, and that's it. Yeah, yeah that's true. I mean, I think it was perfectly length, per- perfectly executed lengthwise. Um, yeah, man, that's all I got to say about that. I guess we'll move on to uh, to the next next portion. Next portion is the one, the only. It's time to uh, pass the whiskey. 
That's right. Get your whiskeys ready because it's the last call, boys and girls. Whiskey! And, uh, yeah, we're half cocked in here. Christian, do you have a last call this, this week? I do. I do. No, I do. Christian comes prepared. I'm glad Christian comes prepared because your boy's over here still in the apocalypse, you know, over here trying to eat some, some damn rations or something. I don't even know. I had so my initial last call question was going to be about Scream, but you haven't seen the new one yet, so I adjusted. Um, I'm kind of curious what it would be. What were you going to tell me to rank my Scream? Yeah, well, your ghost faces actually. It was Ooh, right, you're, you're playing with the ghost faces. That, okay, Let, yeah. hold off until we see the new one because now you, I'm seeing a lot of people hype the new ghost face, and you have my full attention, especially with like yeah, as I will, big of a fan as you are. Because yeah. uh, I didn't tell you, but when you talked about Scream, my buddy is a big horror movie fan. Also, he went and saw Scream last weekend, and he was like about to watch Scream, and then he texts me later, he's like, "That was pretty damn good." And I was like, "Shit, I'm hearing good stuff come through. Maybe this isn't Halloween yeah. Kills." Like I was Man, afraid. The, the, I liked it infinitely more than Halloween Kills. I'll say that. The and and Halloween ends. I will say this: the movie is not without its faults. It definitely has issues, um, but I still really enjoyed the ride. Um, Every the part that everybody has problems with on every single screen movie since the original is like once the killer unmasks themselves, like how do you feel about it and their motives and stuff? I mean, every killer's motives have been pretty lame if you think about it, even in the original, like Billy and Stu. Billy started doing all this because he's a big mama's boy and his mom left, right? And Stu is doing it because peer pressure slash it was fun so none of them have motives where you're like yeah i would totally i, I get it 100 um but that's not the point really like i'm watching the movies because i'm i'm i want to enjoy the slasherness of it i want to enjoy the 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 meta-ness of it i want to enjoy um how ghostface toys with with his victims right so that's kind of how it goes um but I will say the way that Ghostface, not not after they're revealed, right? Now, because like when you reveal a Ghostface in any movie, then you start thinking about okay, who killed who, and and how did they do this, and blah blah blah, and wait, were they there when this was happening, that kind of thing? Like, take that out of it for a minute. Just Ghostface as as an entity, right? Then you start thinking about Ghostface and all the times that that Ghostface, the character, has killed a person, how that kill was, and what Ghostface said to a person. And this movie. Ghostface was fucking savage, bro. He was savage. And that's what I'm talking about. If you want to elevate Scream for me, Ghostface is key. Ghostface needs to be savage. He needs to say some hurtful, hateful shit to people. And he needs to be scary again. And that's what happened Say some for shit me like, your mama went to college before he kills him. You're never gonna be able to buy a house. That like some <laughs> bullshit like that, you know. Your credit score is five points too low. The housing market's never gonna crash. Like <laughs> shit like that. Just some, like shit like that. Oh, that's how. That's, that's how ghost face needs to me. do. Just say some off kilter oh. shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. But but I really really enjoyed it. Um, and that that that's what I'll say about it for for now. Because I do want you to see it, and I want to, I want to really get into it. I will say, anybody who has seen Scream Six, hit me up in the comment section. Hit me up on my personal socials, and, and let me know what you thought. Because I'm really interested in that. But for the last call for this week, um, 
it has to do with The Last of Us. And I want to know, strictly from the show, not from the game, what is your favorite Last of Us moment from the show? Favorite moment? Mm-hmm. You know, I could go with, there's so many. You want to know the first thing that popped in my head, and it's going to be a really weird one. Let's hear it. It is episode three, eating the strawberry. Something about that mm. shot and the like almost uncharacteristic giggle Nick Offerman does eating that strawberry is, just, I don't know, there's something like really, really beautiful about that shot. I could also throw out the truck scene from the first episode, Joel's Rampage, um, Ellie handling David. Um, God, there's so many. Uh, obviously the bloater scene was really cool. Um, first time you see clickers, there's there's a lot. Or you can go the touching moment, Joel Ellie. You know the whole time didn't change, like people change or whatever. His little touching moment that you know it got dusty in the house a little bit, and I was. Of course, of course. Yeah. I don't know why, but that one scene, like, I, I think it's the giggle that sets it off. Plus the sunlight coming through, like, it's just a very wholesome, beautiful scene. From from episode three? Yeah. I still say that's one of my top episodes in the whole damn first season. It's up there. I really, really like that episode. I feel that. I feel that. That's. I mean, that's fair, dude. I think that's fair. What about you? Favorite, favorite or top moment? Um, like you said, that is tough. Um, the first moment that comes to my head is, uh, also in episode three when, uh, when they're drinking the wine and you find out that Bill had already, uh, drank the wine beforehand. Um, that was a really touching moment for me. It really got me. Um, and then, uh, and uh, there, I mean, my, that's my initial, that's the first thing I think about. But when I start thinking about it, of course, there are other moments. I really enjoy um, the moment in, in Ellie's flashback episode after she kisses Riley and then says, I'm sorry. And then Riley's like, sorry for what? Yeah. Like, I really liked her reaction to that. It was very sweet. I knew not because I played the game, but just because like shows like this always give you something really, really sweet before they rip your soul out. So I yeah. knew that this wasn't going to end well. Um, but they did give you a really sweet moment there. Uh, the last episode, episode eight at the end, when Joel says, I got you, baby girl, like, man, yeah, tore me up. Uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of moments like that. There's some really badass moments I like too, the bloater and all that stuff. And uh, I, t- I tell you, I tell you this, if I if I could pick two moments, it'd be the moment I, I told you about a minute ago, but then this one too. The end of episode uh, four, or is it five? I can't remember. I think it's episode five, actually. The episode when, uh, what's his name? When Ellie tries to save uh, the, the kid. I can't Sam. remember his name right now. Sam. And it doesn't work. And she's like screaming and Joel tries to save her and then uh, Henry won't let him. And then Henry kills Sam 
And then he's like, what did I do? What did I do? And then kills himself. Like that whole scene, dude, that shit was intense. Actually, you know what? That's probably my favorite. That's probably That's my favorite moment scene. is that scene. Yeah. That, that scene was intense. It was emotional. It was uh, executed perfectly. The acting was perfect in it. Like it gave me every feel. I'm scared for Ellie. Uh, I was scared for, for Joel. Uh, I wanted Joel to take Sam out. I also didn't want Sam to die because he was a cool kid. I felt really fucking bad for Henry, bro. Like I felt, I never felt as bad for a character in, in that show than I felt for Henry in that one moment. And they just got rid of uh, what's her name. And she was just like, kids die. Kids die all the time. Like after all of that, they made it to this point, And then that happens. Like that's, that's a soul crushing moment. And I think that's my favorite. Okay. 100%. Nice. Uh, show filled with lots of great moments. Um, also, while we're on the subject of wine and stuff, if you are following our Instagram or my personal Instagram or personal, my sinister, yeah, my Instagram, whatever, dude, brain fart, brain just turned to jello, cordyceps, what? Um, if you're following, you had seen for the finale, me and the missus actually found the bottle of wine that uh, Bill and Frank drink that pairs nicely with a rabbit. And we had it for the final episode. So we sipped upon that while watching the final episode. It seemed only fitting that we had that to, to conclude. Now, if I could find um, the whiskey, and I forgot what the brand is, and I think there's actually a Last of Us whiskey, which is weird, that I didn't know about. May have to have that for uh, season two. I didn't know that was a thing, so that's yeah. cool. But uh, that's going to do it for this episode. We appreciate you all being here. Thank you for listening. It was a long one. It was a lot to cover. Um, and next week we start the, the bare necessities. We're going to have to find something. So maybe some lists coming your way. There may be, who knows if there's something you would like us to watch and review, let us know in the comments or hit us up on social media or the gilded server gilded.gg slash sinister pack in the application put from the podcast. There's a place where you can feature your sinister tale that we need to get back to doing. Cause we've been slacking. Tell us personal scary stories, you know, all that stuff that goes bump in the night, share with us. You can also have your last call question so you can have it featured on a podcast. Submit it there. As well as episode chat, discussion, show us what you're drinking, talk to Christian, all kinds of stuff. There's stuff about my stream and gaming, the community. It's a great place to hang out with us. Highly, highly recommend it. You can also hit us up on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, at Sipping with Sin, S-I-P-P-I-N with Sin. DM us there your last call question or let us know about some of the stuff. Uh, you can also drop a comment down on this episode on YouTube as well. We love to converse with you there. Uh, or the shorts, you know, all that stuff. Let us know. New episodes come out every Wednesday, 8 a.m. Central Time. Every Wednesday, the audio version comes out on Spotify, Google, iTunes, or I don't know why I said iTunes, Apple Podcast. My brain is just fried right now. Apple Podcast, Overcast, Anchor.fm, and more. Every Wednesday, 8 a.m. Central. Rate it five stars. Share it with a friend. Subscribe, follow, all the stuff that you need to. Show it some love. Highly, highly recommend it. Please, please do that. Continue to help us grow. Continue to share it. The video version comes out on Wednesdays, also at 8 a.m. Central Time on my personal YouTube, youtube.com slash I am Sinister. Give it a thumbs up. Drop comments. Subscribe. All that good stuff. It helps more than you know, and we greatly, greatly appreciate it. You can find me on my personal socials, Twitter, Instagram, at I am Sinister TV. You can hit me up there. Or you can find me live streaming on twitch.tv slash I am Sinister TV. You can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash I am Sinister TV. And, of course, over on TikTok at TikTok.com slash at I am Sinister TV. Christian, where can the lovely folks find you and your dreadlocks? 
guys can find me on all the socials at Venom Inc., all one word, or on my horror podcast as well called Horrorverse Pod on all the socials. Also, you guys can find me on TikTok at Christian Vincent, my full name. Uh, you guys can find me there doing movie reviews. I just dropped a review on Scream 6. So if you want to see my raw reviews right after seeing the film, you can go and check them out there. Um, guys, it is always a pleasure to do these episodes. Uh, keep sending us comments, recommendations, and your personal list because not only do we get to talk about it on the show, but we get to shout you out. Definitely. So thanks again, guys. We love it so much, and we'll see you on the next episode, of course. Yep. Also, uh, shout-out to Jordan. He joined Gilded, I think, last week. He's been commenting, and uh, he's the one that asked about uh, band stuff. So appreciate you supporting. Appreciate you listening. And uh, shout-out to all the OGs like on the inside, Yobi, H, Jordan, everybody listening. We appreciate you all very, very much. And it's, uh, it's time, guys. though. As much as we appreciate you, as much as we love you, you don't have to go home, but you got to get the hell out of here. Christian's going to shut it down. Thank you guys for tuning in to yet another episode of Sipping with Sin. Be sure to leave a five-star review. Click that like button. Leave a comment in the comment section right here, right down there, right down in there. We love you guys so much. Be safe. But more importantly, guys, I'm going to leave you with three words, three words that I always leave with you on every episode. You say them with me. Don't get gutted. See you guys next week so much for tuning in to another episode of Sipping with Sin. Please don't forget to leave a rating and submit your last call questions to our socials. That's at Sipping with Sin everywhere. And if you want to hit us up personally, you could find me at Ven and Inc. That is V-E-N and Inc. Or I am Sinister TV for the Sinister Man himself. And guys, don't get gutted.